A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. back to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts i'm steven and kyle and we are back again on what is another fantastic monday morning for the hollow cult out there hell yeah saturday night saturday night for us but monday morning for you i hope this kicks everybody's work week off the right way and it keeps heading that way uh we're diving back in to the third installment of kyle's looking to the collins elite super stoked to get into this but first, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all social medias Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast. Come and be part of the Hollow Cult. You know the drill. If you have a paranormal uh, encounter you'd like for us to share on a future show, Kyle's got the deets for you. You can call or text the Hollow Phone, which is going to be 1618 556 0837. That is the same number to get a hold of us during the night shift. Uh, you can also write your story out, shoot it over to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also send, uh, short synapses of your experience to that email or holoskyinterviews at gmail.com to possibly sit down and have an interview with us. Yeah. Any way that you can get us your story, those are the preferable ways. They're easy to kind of keep in line. Social media's things get lost pretty fast because we just get spammed a lot sometimes with people, and it kind of gets out of hand. So we try our best. We do, but it does. It it happens. Social media kind of gets lost, whereas the email we flag them and make them stand out. We try to anyway. Yeah, and sometimes with our regular email, it just goes to the junk mail, and we never see it. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, and it happens. go. You, We'll allow you to go through our junk mail and sort it out because it's not something we're going to do. No. No. Because it's just a mess. Yeah, we uh, signed up on a nefarious site and got email bombed. Really bad. Yeah, like hundreds of emails. (laughs) It was rough. That is what it is. But now that you've heard that, if you're looking to support the show, we got a bunch of ways you can do it. You can hang out with us Wednesday night. At the night shift, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Come and kick it. Bring some weird stories. We got our store up and running. If there's something cool like merch-oriented that you're interested in, you can go over there and check it out. We got a Patreon. If you want some extra hollow cult in your life, we've got extra uh, content over there for you. You can check that out, see if that interests you. We've got a Venmo. You can throw some pocket change in for our monster addiction. But the best thing you can do is share the show word of mouth. Post it on social media. Tell all your weird friends. Anybody that listens to the podcast, just keep the name going. I noticed a bunch of people in Reddit throwing our name in the hat whenever people ask for conspiracy or paranormal podcasts. So I appreciate all you Redditors out there keeping our name and moving. 
Yeah, that is awesome. Through the vast trenches that is Reddit. Uh, you can also leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if I find it, I will shout you out. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from our friend RGB518. RGB says, great show, five stars. Love this pod. These guys are into all types of stuff. I found out about you guys from Tin Foil with Sam Tripoli. The eager story was crazy. Can't wait to go into the Collins Elite. Well, here we are, my yeah, friend. Oh, and the night shift, as the kids say, is lit. <laughs> crazy stories. I was wondering if you guys ever found out who Michael was for the lady. I don't believe I think so. We did. No. Uh, RGB, thanks so much for taking the time to write in and show us a little bit of love. Uh, glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, shout out to Trip and uh, Tinfoil for getting us on there and kind of getting our name out. Absolutely. And hopefully, by now, some of you will have realized, but hopefully, um, we'll have video on YouTube now. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see how it plays out. But hopefully, hopefully it pans out for us. From there, we are going to dive right into our listener experience of the day. Comes to us uh, from our friend UFO Granny. It's titled "Conspiracy: Military Testing in Alaska in the Early 80s." All right. UFO Granny says, this took place in the early 80s. I'm pretty sure it was winter 81 or 82. I was a teenager hanging out at the apartment with my boyfriend and my mom playing spades. Between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m., probably around 1, we took a break and went out and sat on the balcony, hoping to see the northern lights. Instead, we saw, I kid you not, how do I say this? There were two huge images in the sky. I mean huge. On one side was Jesus. The other side of the sky was Mary. They were made of many tiny colored and white lights bigger than stars. Not much, er, not much though. And Jesus and Mary were looking down at us with a look of pity or something similar. But I had the feeling that we were supposed to fall to our knees crying with fear, praying for forgiveness while assuming we had just witnessed a miracle. We did not. We did not feel a thing. And surely if this was Jesus, he wouldn't just stare at me with that look on his face. My boyfriend looks at it and casually says, that's the military. Fred told me about some crazy shit they were testing. Back then, that display was like nothing I'd seen before. But as impressive as it was, there was something off about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm thinking they did this to see how the public would react. I don't know, but we didn't think to look on the news the next day. And I know other people had to have seen it because of how long it lasted. I want to say it was at least an hour, if not more. I may be exaggerating, but we went back to playing cards and we checked on it a couple of times. We did not see how it got there or how it left. We were always seeing strange shit in the sky in Alaska. Heck, I grew up thinking satellites could zigzag and change directions on a dime. Back then, even in Anchorage, the skies at night were vast and filled with stars like no place in the States I've seen since except maybe the desert. And even there, it's just not quite the same. I'd love to hear your theories on this. I can understand testing, but Jesus Christ, Mother Mary, why would they use those images? UFO Granny. Uh, Granny, thanks so much for writing in again and sharing this experience. Um, it's classic blue beam. That's where I'm at. Classic, probably blue beam testing for whenever they want to. It's 100% where I'm at. Put that whole thing out. Awesome story. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. amazing story. It would be mind-blowing to have that happen. And it, the fact that you guys handle it so casually is is crazy in itself. I would be like, what in the fuck is this? And I think they use Jesus and Mary because of the familiarity. Absolutely. They don't want people to be absolutely afraid when they do this. So why not put images of comfort, images of like well, it holds things so you much find power. solace in? Yeah. It holds so much power with people. Like if, if they were able to animate it and give it audio somehow yeah it's so imagine weird. that power and the fact that it was there for so long i'm going to dive into that and see if there are any other uh witnesses that's back in the 80s right yeah it just goes to show how much tech they actually had back then yeah and imagine what they have now we don't i'm i don't even know what's real no i'm no, probably not there's real. nothing real it's all fake now yeah, I agree. I just want a steak. <coughs> a fake one? 
Oh, I want a real one. Mm. How would you know it was real? It doesn't matter at that point. That's that's relevant. Not wrong. All that matters is that it tastes good. I want. I want. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry. Clearly, clearly <laughs> derailed. Okay. Anyway, yeah. but UFO Granny, yes. Thank you for writing in. Um, it does. It feels like some sort of some sort of military test. They were just seeing seeing how many people would come forward with what they saw. Um, I think again they use images of Jesus because it's something familiar to people and it's not fear inducing, you know. Yeah, what is it shocking? Yes, but is it as scary as some uh being that we can't comprehend? No. It's interesting. I'm going to dig into it. Yeah, it's it like I said, it's an awesome story. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. I couldn't I just could I just can't wrap my, my brain around seeing that. And I'm not I don't I don't know. I'm not sure why. Like uh, outside of just uh, just them testing it out just yeah. to see. Maybe people weren't supposed to see it. I don't know. It's weird. But I do appreciate you taking the time to write it in. Um hope all is well. And uh yeah. Actually, it, it also reminds me of uh, the several stories that we've heard about about people seeing like grid patterns in the sky too. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if that's like a the same type of technology. It's weird because it was so long ago. It's almost f- over 40 years ago. Right. I'll have to see if I can't find anything on the old interwebs. Um, But from there, time to dive in to part three. If you have not listened to part one and part two, be sure to go back and check them out because you're not going to want to miss the dots that are being connected here. So on that note, Collins Elite. Part three. Let's go. Let rip. Hopefully you guys aren't getting tired of it yet because there's a lot of stuff here, and I love it. So kind of pick up where we left off. We left off with Paul's story and being subjected to purgatory or hell or whatever happened during his NDE, and we're gonna we're kind of switching it up right now. Going back to the fact that the Collins Elite will reach out to people with specialties. So, in April of 1972, Operation Often reached out to a Sybil Leak. She apparently was a witch and author. She actually came from a very long line of practiced, uh, or of people who practiced the occult in her family. And one of the family friends was Aleister Crowley himself. He would actually stop by fairly often and visit with the family. Sybil, Sybil was literally raised on all things occult. She only had like three years of actual schooling. The rest was done by her family. Like the examples that were in the book were, I think her father taught her about herbs and basically alchemy, her grandmother taught her about uh, astrology. Her grandma would actually make muffins and then put constellations on them and then make Sybil connect them and explain what they are and like That's really in-depth. So <clears throat> Sybil actually, I mean, and obviously had a lot of training and knowledge in these fields. Even more so because she grew up over in Europe, but she was contacted during World War II to send fake astrology readings to the Nazis. The the British military used her because they found, remember, if you remember in the Nazi episode we did, Hitler used astrology readings a lot to predict his movements in the yeah. war. And yeah. so she was... Hired to almost be like a spy, a saboteur, you know, to be used against the the Nazis. But Sybil ends up coming to the United States to talk about her bookstore, which led to many other ventures for her. She ended up linking up with some other people and partook in, I believe, a television show. But because of all this, she actually obviously ends up being connected to Operation Often and the Collins Elite. They kind of seen this as an opportunity to make contact with her and work with her. Well, 
One day while working with Sybil, she was able to channel a demon. Its name was Coxlium. I can't. I don't know. C a x u u l i k o m. Anyways, yeah. This being was really nasty, and it could be traced all the way back to Babylon. This thing began unleashing its nasty words on the group attending this channeling. As it witnessed the the frightened group, it began to become somewhat emboldened by all the fear that was in the room, and it started to actually brag about what was going on. It said in this, like, psychotic, manic, laughter episode how the human race was being fooled into believing that aliens were among us when it was actually the sinister plans of the devil himself, claiming that the darkness was readying itself for the final fight with the forces of good. He also informed the terrified group that Earth was nothing more than a farm. The energy from humans alongside every living being on this planet was used to fuel the the hell and its plans. From here, Nick was able to come in contact with a retired professor from the Department of Theology at Notre Dame. This professor was approached by two government people that claimed to work for the DOD. They knew everything about this professor's work. These men asked the professor to help with some of the issues they were facing. This, these men claimed that they represented a group that is under the impression that all ET contact from the 40s on, on was that of demonic nature. They wanted to have the professor to write detailed reports on three subjects. What is the human soul? The, what is the agenda of demons? And also, what is the role played by fallen angels in the deception as described in the Bible? Now, before we go on, I kind of realized something in the earlier notes here about how the darkness was writing itself. And it's another weird timing thing because of the the Hand of God episode we did. Yep. It's another weird, weird coincidence. Uh, it is strange. From here, the book goes through different teachings of the soul and the fallen. I'm not, I didn't decide, I decided not to really dive deep into it because it, it, it just follows all the religion and, and their views on what the soul is. But some things that I did catch and made the connection before the book actually makes that connection for you. As far as the Nephilim are concerned, it's said that demons can, t- and this is this is really weird and something I, I hadn't considered, but it's said that demons can take the sperm of a man and impregnate a woman with it. Well, as luck would have it, what are very common things that get reported during alien abductions? Men will have their semen taken from them, and women also report impregnation. And Nick kind of kills it with this next part here. If you talk about the fallen angel of fallen angels, Lucifer himself, well, his name, which many of us know, means day star or morning star, which the morning star is the planet Venus. Well, in some of the earlier ET contact cases, where was it being reported that these beings were coming from? Venus. Weird. Super fucking weird, right? Uh this next this next part, I hope this is another one of them really fucked up stories. So here we go. I hope everybody's ready for it. The story begins with a a Tammy Stone. Uh, one night after she gets off work, she begins to drive home around two o'clock in the morning when she starts to feel like almost like she's been drugged. This, this severe vertigo begins to kick in. 
all of a sudden her car is overcome with a white light. The car shuts down at this point and she begins to feel intense pain surging through her. To the right, she looks out toward the right there and there's a pasture there. She notices this pale pink dome. It's a small object and these two small humanoid beings come out of the craft and begin to move towards her. But it's very it's very interesting because she the way she describes their movement is like this this jerky movement, which is very that's creepy. Bizarre. Yeah, it's creepy in itself, but it's bizarre. Tammy opens the door and tries to run, but at this point, her legs just fail her. The next thing she knows, she's sitting in the front passenger seat of the of the same car, and it's daytime. Well, she goes from here. She goes straight home and decides to take a nice long bath and i i'm unclear i'm unclear if she, i don't think she falls asleep in the bath but it kind of makes it appear that way either way she ends up falling into a deep sleep and you can you think what i'm not i don't remember i don't think it goes over the time when she got home but i believe it was morning it was daytime so you figure anywhere from we'll say seven to ten o'clock Goes home, takes a bath, falls asleep, and doesn't wake up until 9 o'clock that night. Uh, in the, But while she's sleeping during this time, she relives the experience of that night. In this dream setting of hers, she's sitting in the car, and one of the creatures opens the door. Because in her dreams, she never actually made it out of the car to try to run away. The two beings at this point drag her out of her car when all of a sudden more show up and help carry her off. They grab her by the the ankles and wrists and start to take her back to the craft. She remembers being stripped naked and laid on a cold table surrounded by five or six beings. She begins to feel a cold metallic device being inserted into her vagina. Then another one, which would be a smaller device, being put into her right nostril. Both of these devices left a slight burning sensation. The next morning, she was, or the next memory she has, sorry, she was being dressed and carried back to the car where a military man sat in the driver's seat. She said this man looked extremely terrified, almost like he was just trying to grip the amount of terror terror of the entire situation. Like almost like he was he he had the hold of the steering wheel and it was like he he was so afraid that he he couldn't move. He couldn't he was he was just trying to process everything that was going on. Over the next couple of weeks, she had dreams of the apocalypse, and and this shit is fucked. Not to mention, we have heard apocalyptic dreams being affiliated with ET abductions. Oh yeah, right. And then we had the stint not long not a while back when a bunch of listeners dreaming the same shit were dreaming <clears throat> apocalyptic futures. Yep, and that's that was another another pull from the Andrews family abduction, was when they took him on, to the craft. They showed them the end of the world. So weird, but her dreams in particular were a near future where Earth had been reduced to basically ash, due to and this is kind of weird to me. I don't know if it's a combination of or maybe the dreams differed or what, but she states that it was due to many things, nuclear war, pollution, overpopulation, coupled with starvation. Also, here's a fucked up one, a lethal manufactured virus that decimates the Middle East. This was all accompanied by these gray-like entities feeding on human souls. In the weeks that followed these dreams, she would get paid a visit by different military people. 
The first guy was very clunky in his approach with her because he knocks on her door, she answers it, and she she's like, you could tell this dude was like a Marine or something. He just, <coughs> he just had that look to him. But he, he's like, hey, can I ask you some questions? I have a survey we're trying to to get to the bottom of here. She's like, sure. But I'm you stay there. I'm going to stay here. Because she, she knew something was off. He starts asking questions about car break-ins in the neighborhood. She's like, this is fucking weird. But he... And she knew... She knew she kind of knew what was going on with this last question because he asked something to the effect of, are you worried you'll be kidnapped from your vehicle? And at that point she, she basically goes, fuck you and slams the door in his face. What a weird thing to ask. Yeah. Now, obviously he offended her, but later on, two more military men came to her door and basically broke it all down for her. They also apologized for the man that came before them, claiming he was with us, but he was way out of line with his way of questioning. Something must have struck a chord with her because she took to these two men. But these men would go on to tell her that many people across the planet are also being kidnapped. They also said that in 1971, the kidnappings began to ramp up to an alarming rate. The worst of it seemed to be in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Nevada. They asked, they, they began to kind of work with her and they were able to, they, they had a string of questions that they asked her and they were, they're all extremely bizarre by themselves because of the, of the nature as to why they're talking to her in the first place. But they go on to ask her, do you have the urge to become a vegetarian? Have you, or are you practicing any Buddhist teachings? What? Before this encounter, did you believe in life after death? And one of the final questions they asked, do you think, after we die, we get judged by a higher power. I don't understand. That's so weird. Well, I, I don't understand the Buddhist teachings or the vegetarian. Those two throw me for a loop. So, if anybody out there has any insight on that, please share it with us. I would really, I would really appreciate that. But Tammy goes on and ends up telling the two men about her dreams, the apocalyptic ones. They told her that many people across the globe have been having similar nightmares. She also learned that the members of the United States intelligence were convinced that these beings were manipulating and infiltrating every aspect of human society. A scary revelation if you haven't already picked up on a few but they were thinking that these beings had infiltrated people within the government, namely politicians. But these politicians would start to talk about the apocalypse and how it was very important, very, very important to attack Russia right away. The idea was that these entities would usher in World War III to ensure a massive all-you-can-eat buffet of souls from the war that would then ensue. And I mean, if you didn't pick up on it, what the fuck are we currently going through? Yeah. I mean, and like I said, the fact that this book was written years ago and now it's transpiring, like we are at a very bad way with Russia, right? You have people who suggest we should jump on them. And I've also heard that there are people within the government that want the world to end in a biblical fashion. 
they want to bring about the end in the end times. So it makes you it makes you wonder cuz I actually had heard that what I just told you outside of this Collins elite shit. But it makes you wonder does this tie to do that does that whatever was told to whoever told me does it have connection to the Collins Lee? Does it have standing? Did do or did these people who want to bring about the end time have some type of backwoods deal with these entities? Because at the beginning of the Collins Elite, one of the things that gets pointed out was how whatever these are, we cannot beat them. So it's some people think it's best to more or less negotiate with them. So what if that's in the deal? You bring about the end times. We get all the souls that we could ever dream of. And there's something in it for you. Hmm. You'd feel like if it was a source, like an energy source for these entities, they would want a consistent. Right. Like they wouldn't want to take deplete it all. All at once. And it also makes me wonder if these, if, if there is some validity to, uh, politicians wanting to end the world in, uh, in a biblical fashion, like, is it some sort of ritual? That's a good question. Because they do, they do fear. There are people that theorize that, one of the biblical natures could be nuclear war. You know, that they say that's prophesized in the Bible. It's very, very bizarre and interesting connection, to say the least, in my opinion. Uh, But in regards to Tammy here and her story, the the next part is disturbing and fucking nutty. Because it's it's just, it's so random. So, the last time she ends up seeing these men, they, and, and she states, she's like, these men were, were very nice to me. They were very kind. Like, they really got in, in with Tammy. But, so, the last time they see her, they bring her a pie. And she she recalls being almost flattered by it, you know, that they would they would go out of their way to do that for her. They're like, yeah, we got it from a local store. Uh, but they kept insisting that she eat the pie. Furthermore, they wanted nothing to do with the pie. They're like, hey, Tammy, you know, you really need to eat this. <laughs> right? Which is which is just sus 101 right there. But she's she's got blinders on, right? Because she trusts these men. They've been super kind to her. They've given her no reason to fear them. So she ends up eating the pie. She eats a a good old helping of it. And things begin to take a turn. After these men left, she began to feel weird. All of a sudden she picks up her car keys and decides to go for a drive. The The feeling keeps getting weirder. And it starts to overwhelm her. And she says it takes everything inside of me. Not to smash the gas. And yank the car. Yank the wheel into oncoming traffic. And kill myself. <laughs> and that that these feelings would try to overtake her several times on her little trip. And even more fucked up is that whoever did this to her, whoever whoever these men were affiliated with, took it upon themselves. Like, they were so arrogant in this working that they they end up calling Tammy's mother and say, and, and letting her mother know that Tammy's been in a car accident when Tammy wasn't actually in a car accident. 
What? Because she was able to fight off these urges during her trip. So they put their cards on the table way too fast. Yeah. Underestimated her. Yes. <clears throat> but that brings us to the next point. It starts becoming apparent that aliens aren't the only ones abducting abducting and fucking with people. Now, cases start to pop up around the country where black unmarked helicopters start harassing people, flying no more than 100 feet above them or their house. People even get pictures of this. There's one dude apparently stood outside and got he has over 200 some odd pictures of these helicopters essentially like hovering right over him or his house. People people also report like like sitting there watching this helicopter fly, like hover there, but the windows are all tinted out. You, you can't see anybody inside them, but they make it blatantly obvious they're there watching them. Uh But the the one of the weird things, and I know that we've heard this before, in not only ET abductions <coughs> or contacts, but we've heard it with other stuff too. But people before these experiences start to happen, these and in this in this case, it's it's directly referencing ET contact. But these, the people would start to hear a loud humming noise. In one case in particular, this woman was experiencing these this this string of abductions. Heard that in the Andrews family too. Right. And it's not, like I said, it's not the only time we've heard. It's so weird. The, the people hearing these humming noises. But check this out. This lady was going through this string of abductions. It was like five or so of them. But on the fifth one, so every time the humming would, would happen, and it seemed like the humming was consistent throughout the entire experience, right? But on the last one in particular, the humming quit shortly after it began. And the creatures that she saw inside her house, the facade start to, started to fade. I was just going to say that. And these little creatures turned into military men dressed in black combat combat fatigues. Just going to say that. Okay. So, and I, and I know you and me have talked about this shit in regards to like Max Spears you know, and, exactly and some other research. But what I find extremely interesting and awesome at the same time is that the Collins elite later finds out that at least three different groups apparently have this advanced technology and because it doesn't stop there with the, the, the unmarked helicopters, the military abductions, it gets, it starts Dulce. The people start reporting the underground bases where they're working with the grays, the whole, the whole mass list. The cons elite starts to notice these cases, and they they basically come to a realization that three different groups have access to advanced technology and access to underground facilities where they're taking people. And apparently, the cons elite started to rattle some fucking cages over this because, in a roundabout way, they were they were pissed that other people, other factions within the government had more funding than them. They had access to this crazy technology and they wanted answers about it because they, to their knowledge, they were the only ones doing what they're doing. So much so that I assume they, they made contact with Ronald Reagan and Ronald Reagan actually had a UFO experience himself. He was also debriefed on many UFO cases. Apparently, after watching 
E.T. with Steven Spielberg in the White House. After the movie was over, he leaned over to Spielberg and said, you have no idea how real this is. But all in all, Reagan ends up increasing the Collins Elite budget. With this, they really begin to beat doors down of every military and intelligence entity out there. They wanted to know what secret group within these agencies was doing all this. However, and this this next part could be up for debate, and I'm willing to debate it, the Collins Elite comes up empty. After exhaust, exhausting tons of time and resources, they declared it was impossible for anything to exist within this reality, which is a very peculiar way to phrase that. That is weird. <clears throat> that meet everything that was being reported. But they did have another theory to explain all of this, that these encounters with the alien slash now military personnel was nothing more than a hallucination to help further de- the, the deception of these demonic entities. <clears throat> so you have this big, massive rope-a-dope scheme that, is, that could possibly be playing out. However, I also don't find it far-fetched that other factions within the military intelligence agency were actually taking part in abducting people because we've heard it in, in more than one of our cases Oh yeah, that the military there, there's two separate things that there is alien abductions and that there is military abductions. And sometimes from what I remember, I believe it was my, my labs episode. Uh, sometimes people will be abducted by aliens first and then the military will come in behind it and mimic the same abduction and abduct these people to find out why this person was being abducted. It, it's so weird, man. It's so weird. It is super weird. It's it's almost like the hum is a form of hypnosis. Exactly. Where it has it some just mind altering capabilities out. to it. And then when the Collins Elite comes up empty handed, makes you wonder if they're if they've been compromised. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got people in there without, with a different narrative it's trying to push. Right. <clears throat> and it's weird because you go, it's like it goes back and forth. Like it almost like it can't make up its mind because at the same time in the book, it does clarify that there are some cases where black helicopters will go out and watch abductees. Or mutilation sites. So they take interest in it. Furthermore, and like I said, I kind of get a W here, I think. But it was said that in 1947, the great Roswell crash, it said that that crash in particular was a real off-world craft with beings inside it. So it it still seems plausible that there are beings from other planets roaming around out there. Um, and after this, Nick starts to kind of add more pieces to the puzzle. Like he he really went out of his way to make some connections here. But one of the chapters goes into Babylonia, how some of the entities and experiences that are happening now are similar to those of the past. Because there's a story of Lily and Liltu. Anyways, these two beings were seen as extremely dangerous to pregnant women, also to newborn babies, which the greys seem to have a similar MO with. They do the whole impregnation, hybridization thing. 
the now the child of these two, Lily and Lil Two, are that Lily, which would be the offspring. But this was seen as sexual dysfunction and night terrors. Also, with the ancient demons of Babylon, some of them, if not possibly many of them, had depictions of owls. It's so weird. It's super weird. And there was another passage in this chapter that also made me think of our friend Tony from the confessionals because he has that other podcast he's been working on, et cetera, et cetera. Most of you know this, but the Babylonians believed that when you died, you went into a deep, dark cave under the earth known as Erebu or the house of Erebu. And it makes me wonder if Tony might be on the tail of some type of ancient Babylonian demon. That's just food for thought. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to the Collins Elite. In regards to the owls, Nick also makes a note about how in Roman mythology, the Striga, which was a nocturnal predatory bird that would feed upon human flesh, but the name is derived from the Greek term for owl. It's interesting to have these subtle connections throughout time. The reproduction aspect appearing in bedrooms with this almost rapey intent. Uh, the owl sightings. It makes you really wonder the possibility of old ancient entities almost essentially playing the long game. Or the same or the same game over and over again until it finally possibly works. I also, while writing this, have this interesting revelation. So if it's all if if all of this shit is about deception, right? I've heard and I as I stated before, I've heard rumors of the elements within the government wanting to bring the world to its end, like in the Bible. So what if the Collins elite shit is all true? This whole story, this every bit of it's true. What if these elements within the government have made some type of deal with these entities? Furthermore, what if this disclosure shit is all fuel to that fire? I was thinking the same thing. Right? In a roundabout way. Because UFOs and ET contacts have always been this taboo subject. Yes, there have been uh, little factions of us that that at least entertain the thought. And as far as I'm concerned with this, entertaining the thought, if you if you look back at Paul and his purgatory theory, all it takes for these beings to be able to interact with us is is at least somewhat believing in them. And if you at least entertain that thought, I, I feel like that acknowledgement alone is probably more than enough contact. But you are more or less seeing more and more and more of quote-unquote ET disclosure, UFO disclosure, the possibility of, it just seems to be rooting itself into our daily lives now. And with that comes more and more people coming forward with their encounters, more and more people becoming curious with it, which could mean more and more people believing in it more and more people believing in it. And then it could also suggest that they could be trying to fast-track the apocalypse because of some backwards deal made with these entities. It is weird, the disclosure aspect of it, how they keep like dangling the carrot, how they'll move forward and then they'll backtrack and they'll move right. forward and they'll backtrack almost like it's, you've got conflicting people in there 
trying to steer the narrative as to whether these things are real, which direction it's going. And, and that, that in itself could be an ever changing opinion too. Like if you, if you are the people with the cons leak, cause if you remember from the first episode, the, the, the members within the cons leak, like I, I brought up earlier, they acknowledge that we can't beat them. So there's that, there's that almost that whole thought process is of, if you can't beat them, join them. But you know, damn good and well that even if, even if aspects, because you have the human element within the Collins elite and they're dealing with these, these entities, there are 100% going to be people within that community that go, if you can't beat them, join them. Oh yeah. But there's also, without a doubt, I have to believe this in my heart, that there are going to be people within that community that go, fuck that. I'll go down swinging. Yep. Just let it. That's, yeah. Because that's that's human nature, one-on-one. I mean, you got people who are afraid of conflict, and then you have other people that would go, I'd rather die standing on my feet than live, you know, on my knees. Yeah. And I respect that. So... And once again, you brought up the, the the conflicting parties. How many times in our research have we heard that about so many different aspects of not only government, intelligent agencies, uh, the secret societies, it's in the Brotherhood of the Snake, it's, it's warring factions, even in Finder's Cult. Extraterrestrial races, like all of it has this yin and yang type vibe to it. And if 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 all of it's connected, if all of it is and if this is true, that these beings are a demonic in nature and they're gearing up for a fight with good by harvesting all of our souls, it makes perfect sense. That there is a yin and a yang, because that means, at least to a degree, that there is truth behind God or whomever creating us. Like there, there is a structure. You know what I'm trying to say? Like mm-hmm. there, there would there would be a yin yeah. and a yang. Which I mean, on that note. <clears throat> Do, does the good side also get power from our souls? Because, like, that's a core, well, there's an old, core belief in Christianity that when you die, where does your soul go? Right. And there is, if you're, if I you're know good. it's, I know, I know it's referenced in Constantine, but I believe it's referenced in other places that there's an old pact between the devil and God is who get, who who can get the most souls. Isn't that fucked? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Right. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, uh, excuse my French here, but it's a who's dick's bigger contest at that point, in my opinion. It's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very, it's disturbing to think about, to say the least. But I don't know. The book goes into Fallen Angels a little bit more, which I know a lot of people listening uh, would really get into that. It's it's I highly recommend the book because there's lots of information in there and we're not done with it yet. I still at least have one more solid episode to bring out of it. And it might even be a long episode depending on the roads that I take. It's just it, it, it's a fascinating subject because of all the implications. Like if that's true, it, this could tie into so many other things from 47 on. Yeah, it begs it begs the question like which which is essentially worse that like we were talking about outside uh that these entities are out there and they're they're causing all of this trauma and fear and pain and and uh disruption or it's all just a big fucking government psyop where the pain's real the kidnapping is real. It's weird that they use the term kidnapped instead of abduct. It brings that into the book too. You like know. they may make mention of that, how it's never abduction. It's, it's kidnapped, which is kidnapping is between humans. Right. Right. And the, and 
that it is all just it's all just a government power play. It's, They're the ones doing this. Which could suggest that in 47, they did recover a craft. They almost... If we go down that road, it doesn't necessarily mean that, but it would it would it would suggest that they rather quickly reverse engineered the technology there to be able to use against us, or or they just figured some weird shit out. The hypnosis, yeah. If they figured hypnosis out, absolutely. Because because what started right after forty seven, MK Ultra, the, yeah, the Bluebird, all all of that shit. And it, it, they doubled down on it right after 47. It's weird that after 47, if that all plays out, that it wasn't just us that started doing that type of shit. You know what I mean? Like it, I guess, I guess early, prior to that, you had now it'd be in World War II times, which is before 47, but you had people looking into remote viewing and all that shit. I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it is. It's because it it's, it's, it's just weird how when one when one faction of people get onto the topic, it seems to stem across. Yeah, the 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 globe. It's a race. Yeah, it's a race to the top. Race right. To so you can get there first. And, and it's just it just it it amazes me because I feel like logically within elements of the government. You would have people that go, that's just, that's stupid. Let them waste their money on remote viewing because that's, that's literally a waste of fucking time. But they didn't. Until, yeah. And they, they would have that thought until one person is successful with it. Yeah. Until one person directly pinpoints a U.S. military base on the other side of the planet. Also, I, I heard a very interesting, speaking of remote viewing. Apparently, one of the better ways to do remote viewing is like, you know how you've tried it and then Eric from Uncomfortable does it. They'll have an envelope with an image in it. Yeah. Supposedly, one of the better ways to do that is to assign that image, whatever's inside that envelope, whatever you have off camera, whatever, whatever the fuck it is, assign it a number, like a file number. This is zero one one four five six nine, and that will allow people to remote view it better. That's weird. Super weird. Because it's kind of the same thing they did in the Mars. Because I think you showed me that uh, podcast. Oh, uh, what is it? Dad's. Oh yeah. Doomsday Survival or yep. whatever the fuck it is. So I've been listening to that, which is a really good show. You guys should check it out. I think you'll really, really enjoy it. It is awesome. Uh, but they, this guy, they, they were talking about mediums and shit, and this guy had people remote view, I think it was like dead people, the afterlife, and something else. And he assigned them all numbers. They're all numbers. And the people that were remote viewed the afterlife, it was it was super bizarre. You guys will have to listen to the episode because it was good. The one on speaking of that podcast, the one on the zombie apocalypse was really good. Yeah, they infectious diseases. That was that was really fucking good. You guys need to check them out. Uh, really, really good. Yeah, the dad's guide to the apocalypse, and it's not just paranormal. They uh, they go through all kinds of different things, like how to survive a nuclear explosion. Uh, they have exorcists on there. It's just a whole gamut that they run yeah. through, but it is well produced, well well uh, thought out, well yeah. looked into. Yeah, the zombie one had zombie undertones, but it was more about infectious diseases yeah. and like the possibility that. <laughs> Some are manufactured, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they had, they'll also get specialists on. Like, it yep. wasn't just you and me talking about infectious diseases. It was a specialist. Yep. They do the same with the exorcisms. They so it, it was good. It's good. Definitely check it out. Uh, I'm excited to get through more of the cons lead with everybody and see where these roads take. As I know Steve has already made some really good episode choices from looking into things, which is gonna tie into the Collins Elite and just be an awesome fucking set of stories so should be interesting this feels like it's gonna be 
a lengthy saga, so I hope all of you are here for the ride. I really do. Hell yeah. Hopefully it sparks some new interest. I hope so too. <laughs> Send our way. I hope so too. You better watch what you wish for. So that's that's a direct call out hear to him the, now. the the CEs. Let's go. But anyway, that's part three. Uh, tune in next week for part four. We're gonna try to keep this together. That way we ain't gotta chop it up and separate it up. You guys can just burn through it. Um, that's right. Hope you all have a good week. And um, check us out on all our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search us up. Come kick it. Till we meet again, stay safe, stay weird. And if you're hearing a weird hum, and then you get abducted by aliens, it's probably the fucking government. <laughs>